Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Planet Texas. I have a guest today. He, he is known as Optimal MTG, also known as Hard Row. He is a magic player. We're going to talk about some magic stuff, so hopefully we can feed the need to talk about some magic. Hard Row, would you like to pronounce your, your name properly, and would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. My name is pronounced as Havron, but uh, my tag name is Optimal MTG. So we have some things to talk about today, Hardro. What is going to be in Double Masters 22? Can we get some predictions, some some ideas? Uh, well, so we already know in Double Masters 2022 they're reprinting hits like Ren and Six, which needs a reprint. Um, also, what is it, Liliana the Last Hope, and also one of the three Eldrazi, uh, Kozilek, I believe. I don't. They might do all three again. It could be possible. Um, I really would like all three reprinted. I've kind of yeah. noticed that everything gets reprinted in sets in Double Masters. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. But it would be nice. I think. I think that. I think that would be a good hit at least for the casual commander base group of people, right? Because they, I feel like, I feel like a bunch of them would be playing with these big Eldrazi monsters, right? And just want that price to go down ever so lower. I don't know. I don't know what else would get reprinted. I mean, obviously, no no Monarch Rises 2 cards have been reprinted, as you assume. That'll probably be sometime next year. But I imagine Modern Horizons 1 cards, maybe 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 another Latimer's Call reprint, maybe a Damnation reprint. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to look at a bunch of cards to see what cards would be interested in being reprinted. I'd like to see, I would like to think that Goyf is going to get another reprint. I know it's been reprinted to death, but, <laughs> but what the hell is another reprint if you already reprinted it to death? Might as well, might as well throw him the million click too, right? Yeah, you know, you might as well just, It's if it's there and you know it's been reprinted to hell and back, why not just keep reprinting it? Just reprint it to death. You know, like, it's a staple, it works, depending on the, uh, the year of magic the well define define the the level of it is. I wonder if Young Moth gets a reprint. That would be good. Or like I'm looking at some of the spoilers. Like we have two new spoilers. They're bringing back Bring the Light. It's coming back as well oh, as yeah, uh, Bring the Light as well. Yeah. That's actually a good card to, to go get. Like I've been watching people play with it in uh, Oops All Spells in Modern. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing uh I've been seeing a. a recently in Bring to Light Skateship, coming back in, like, Dorian-style version. Yeah, and then they're also bringing back Weathered Wayfarer, which that's one, that's a really oh, that's good card. That's a cute That's a cute all-star. That's a cute card, is what that one is. Yeah, so, so it's a fun one. I could imagine seeing uh, Card Liberated game reprinted again. Yeah, I could see I that. You know, I think one of the cards I want to see is... Um, I know it sounds like it, but I I wouldn't mind seeing the uh force the negation sets to come back or the uh the, what is it the force of negations the yeah force of negation the the, the force of packs the force of I wouldn't mind seeing those get reprinted those seem like even though they came out last year they already look like they need a reprint yeah that'd be interesting I wonder if they reprint primeval titan you think that's a card that needs a reprint. Do I think there are cards that need reprints? No, you think that would be a card that needs a reprint? I mean, well, let's see. Because I'm just trying to see cards that are 
much is Prime Meal Time? Is it is it like six six bucks? I think it would be like ten dollars. Oh. It, it doesn't seem oh, like it would well, be. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it would be an arm and a leg to get it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like six dollars and thirty cents. Okay, so maybe that doesn't need a reprint. I would say Cultivated Colossus, but that was reprinted. That was printed recently, so that's no. Amulet of Vigor might be too specific, though, because obviously they print some of the cards to be limited playable as well, right? Yeah. I don't think they reprinted the Amulet of Vigor, but that's possibly on the table. I can see a reprint of Cavern of Souls, though. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it was all, it was only reprinted as a, as an expedition in Seneca Rising, right? But I think it's probably enough time. It's a land. It's almost one hundred and eighty dollars. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right about that. <laughs> what is it like? I wouldn't mind seeing where it's here come back since we're talking about about yeah. cards in that in that like price range that are just merely uncommons. Like where in terror could use a reprint? Just a random card reprint could be neat. Yeah, I mean it's like it's semi useful. I could yeah. say it like that. But it's not, it's not like something that's like a dire. It's just when you see a foil one and it's like $15, you gotta cringe up a moment. <laughs> fair, it's fair. And then, uh, like, I have a tendency to see, like, Metamorphos should get reprinted. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing another Bobble get reprinted again because that's creeping up to like $10. Well, I'm curious if my perspective, but maybe not. I guess since the Blur's banning. Mistress Bubble has been a little more tame, but I can always see I can always see it getting banned at some point because it's only a matter of time for enough cards, enough decks that just want to play it will just play it, right? Like with the recent printing of Ledger Shredder, it kind of makes Bubble a little more popular again as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's on the table. Well, I like to think any deck that plays like Red Blue kind of wants to play Bubble at this yeah. point. Well, I mean, there's uh. Shadow 2 plays Bobble. Like, what are some Planeswalkers other than Liliana the Hope that we can actually see? Well, I, I mentioned Karn Liberated. See if it can be reprinted. Yeah, that could definitely get reprinted. Or, or maybe maybe a spicy one is the format of one, Karn the Great Creator. I imagine that would be the reprint. You know what would be spicy? That would be, like, super... Because, like, when we're talking about Double Masters, I know that half the set is new cards. And then the other. I think it's all reprints. Is it all reprints? Or all what? Reprints. What set am I thinking of when they do like half re half like new stuff? Oh, like well, usually the Modern Horizons sets, any of those Modern Horizons sets, or the past like Eternal Masters, right? Stuff yeah. like that. Some are or not Eternal Masters, but some are new, some are reprints, right? Depends on what they want to do. Like I just assume, say it's gonna be like the previous sets. Well, you'll see, like, some new cards. Yeah, no. Double Masters 2022 will just be strictly reprints. What about a Teferi? What about Teferi reprints? Is Teferi expensive? No, but Teferi seems to be the, uh... Seems to be, like, the scapegoat for the, the entire story at this point. So I don't see why they wouldn't reprint something that says Teferi. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we're gonna get a new Teferi when we go to Dominaria, so I don't think they're gonna just randomly reprint the Teferi Time Raveler in I, Demonic. You don't think so? I think we're gonna see like tons of Teferi in the next two sets. Yeah, but that's why I, that's why I don't think we'll see a, a Teferi reprint in like 
And um, I like to think we'll see um, CSA at some point in the new I, set. Are, are, are all these old planeswalkers alive? Uh, some of them like, are, dead, and some of them aren't. Some of them aren't, some of them aren't, I could say like that. Like, I know Juar is still alive, right? But yeah. things that, like, say for example, Danith's passion, right, is supposed to take place in Gerard, but the, the green-white uncommon legendary was supposed to take place in CSA. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. Yeah, so those will probably be back in Dominaria United, but I don't expect to see any of the old cards come back in either of the sets. The Brothers War is specifically going to be about Urza and his brother Mishra. It's going to be that time before Yongma was even ro roaming around with their story. You see, like, when we talk about the Brothers War, I think you're going to see the reprint of Tron. Reprint Tron? Yeah, I think you will see... I don't, I don't think they'll reprint Tron. I don't think they I want mean, limited. You know, like, like, just hear me out. Just hear me out, because, like, I had this, this wild thing when I was talking to my friend when I was drunk. Yeah. When I was doing a lot of drinking, I'm like, wouldn't it be wild when they go back to the Brothers War? That and you, you kept up with the story, correct? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, so, so all the predators are trying to get the, uh, the whatchamacallit shenanigan thingamajigger, and then ultimately it's going to end up in uh, New Phyrexia. So I like to think that when they go back to the Brothers War, they might actually go after something that belongs to Tron. One of the a Tron part or something like that, and you'll see a reprint Tron. Maybe not in the the layman's turn of Tron where it makes seven mana, but in a sense that you'll see something that belongs to Tron itself, where it would add on to the uh, to well, like. Tron is just a meeting convention. It's not an actual location or thing, right? It's just versus yeah. power versus mind versus power, right? These are these are three locations. People named Tron because when they all come together, they make much matter, right? Yeah. So there's no, there's no actual reference to Tron. It's just, I didn't know that. I was yeah. just, I was yeah. telling you, like, <laughs> you, 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 you just ruined my moment. Yeah, no, they, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good, bro. Like, after, um, you know, Voltron? So just like these things come together and create this battle box, and that's what they did. They just, people randomly named it Tron. The same thing like decks in the past named Cheerios because of a bunch of zero cost cards, right? Yeah. Or eggs because it's a bunch of artifacts that if you sacrifice them, they do yeah. something. So, well, because like, like I know in the story when they they use like the Tron pieces and you say like that, that they had to do something, they had to get something. There was some way to like eradicate the Phyrexians from their story. I feel like they're going back there to take something from that. So you are you are of the belief that the Phyrexians can go back in time? I am the belief the Brothers War is not actually a flashback, but as one of the Predators will go back in time after they go to the Dominaria. I'd be interested to know how they'd be able to go back in time. I would be too, but when you put, the, you put the thinking cap on and really think about it, why would they have two sets of Dominaria? Well, you can... Well, so the thing is, right, we go back to Dominaria United, right? We'll mm -hmm. find out what they're doing as they're preparing to get the Weatherlight and the crew all set up for, like, future advancements, right? Because they are most likely aware of the Brexit Predators when they come back. Uh, the Brothers War, I, I, I think, I actually think that the Brothers War is probably 
is what it sounds like. It's going to be a flashback story of the story to preemptively tell us how things are going to repeat themselves in the future. But isn't the Brothers War going to be after the uh, Dominaria set? It is. So but it, I don't think it has anything to do with going back in time. You don't think so? Like, I have wild ideas. Like, I just want to, like, imagine think, who yeah, are no, going to be the uh, the Phyrexian Planeswalkers. Yeah, I think, I think, I think what it is is that Wizards are trying to do a different type of storytelling. They, they want to, they want to do this set as an experimentation of how they can make more sets, right? Like, because they haven't done some, like, there are tons of magic stories that were in books that were never put into sets, right? So we completely skipped on the whole Brothers War idea, right? So, like, there'll be, there'll be, right, they only introduce Mishra back in, like, Time Far Walk, right? And that's only because it was a bunch of, like, time shifted idea where past meets future type stuff, right? So I think they want to do at least one set that fully expresses the, the war and <clears throat> friction between the two brothers and how it kind of created what we know now. Because this is also just before Yogmoth started to come into the mix of the story, right? This was this is like a preemptive story to Yogmoth and the Phyrexian. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of the sets next in 2023 is a return to Phyrexia and they're using the Brothers War to kind of tell us about how this all started, how all the story past that kind of ties. Yeah, because like what people don't realize is the story of Dominaria is it's, it's actually very old. Very old. It's very old. Like they've gone back to that set, I don't know, or that Plains, let me not say set. They've gone back to that Plains countless times more times yeah. than we actually realize until it's uh it's already been said and done yeah well that's because of the original uh well the original Phyrexian war right they came and invaded dominaria and then the apocalypse set was basically about the the final like blast of it all right so like you know the car ruinous blast yeah like we get flashbacks of the legendary the legendary sorceries and instances yeah so i would actually Going to the Brothers War, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more cards like that. Legendary Sorceries, Legendary This, Legendary That, right? Those those kinds of templating. Like the reprints. I also think that you'll see a lot of Legendaries that began. The original Dominaria, or it seemed like there was a Legend in every pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, well, it's all, about, it's all about lore and story, right? So it's like, these characters are important. <laughs> yeah. So, we should see definitely see a lot of Legendaries when going to Dominaria in the Brothers War. This is going to be discussing about key events, right? And then also, probably a bunch of sagas. Probably sagas come back a lot as well. You think sagas will be back? In Brothers War, for sure. Because they need to tell the stories, right? Yes. I think I think, I think think a return to Dominaria a bunch of times is just going to include sagas naturally. Just because there's so much story to be told that can't be told in one set, right? I want to see Descendants of the... Of the old sets of Dominaria and the new sets of Dominaria. Yeah, well, we should see them because we saw them in Dominaria, right? Yeah, we saw the Weatherlight, the Weatherlight crew. Yeah, so the ones that stuck around for the Weatherlight, we should see those in Dominaria United. Yeah, hopefully I get to get another copy of Squee. It's one of my favorite cards. <laughs> well, you might. Right. If people ask enough for it, you'll probably get it. 
Oh, I'm probably like the only person asking for it. Like the other day, I played some Magic Somebody on Magic Online, and uh, I got a bunch of messages. They're like, "Hey, are you playing Argonaut MTGO, whatever it is?" On, uh, I'm like, "Well, I'm playing." Like, well, I saw a squee, so I kind of knew it was you. I had to ask you. <laughs> I was like, "No way!" And the dude just decided he was just gonna trash me for playing Scred Red. <laughs> stream. <laughs> he just couldn't help himself but to trash Crater Red. I'm like, don't trash my favorite deck. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, what are some of the Planeswalkers that... I I got a copy of the green-blue Planeswalker. Teferi. Or not Teferi. Um, no, uh, it's the green-blue one. With, that's supposed to scoop up the knowledge. And she's Phyrexian now. Tamio, yes, exactly. I got the Tamio out of my pre-release. Ooh, did you get a Phyrexium? Yeah, I did, actually. And then some dude was trying to buy that shit from me so fast. Because wow. it's just, it's a bunch of gibberish on the card. You know, and like, I know it's expensive gibberish, but I'm like, I don't even know, what, like, nobody even knew what it said other than the people that were on top of the spoilers. Oh, really? I made it a point not to really, like, go after spoilers, even though we're talking about spoilers right now. But I, I made it a point not to to talk about every little thing possible. Let me yeah. say it like that. But I came across it, and then I looked her up, because I didn't know what the card said. And it said, like, this is only the beginning. There will be more Planeswalkers that will be become Phyrexians. And it makes yeah. me wonder what are going to be the, uh, the next few Planeswalkers. So what are some that you think are going to become Phyrexians? Um, personally, I don't know. However, um, I've been hearing, I've been hearing theories. <laughs> Say, for example, people are thinking something like, I think people have been saying that they want Teferi to be completed. And when it's all said and done, I really think Teferi will be completed. I think he will Why be the that? key. Why do you think Teferi would let himself he seems to be the most aware of Planeswalkers. I don't know, right? Yeah, he certainly does. So, it would be hard for them to catch him. It would be like trying to catch the Roadrunner. <laughs> you know, we, we say that, but realistically, he's a hero of the story. I understand that there's only one Mickey Mouse. You know, there's only one Bugs Bunny. And, and Jace is the Mickey Mouse or Bugs Bunny. And they're trying really hard for Teferi to be our new Mickey Mouse, our new Bugs Bunny. But I think ultimately he is going to end up being the sympathetic hero that sacrifices himself when this when this chapter of magic is said and done in order to get rid of the Phyrexia. Or they complete Jace. I don't think they'll complete Jace. I was talking to somebody at Hasbro, actually, honestly. And they were talking about when, at one point, when they were talking about the Hasbro Wars, when they wanted to introduce G.I. Joe and Transformers, and they purchased Power Rangers. And, like, My Little Ponies and, and all their IPs, they wanted to include Magic Gathering. And the, the original trial was going to be part of Netflix, was the original trial produced by the Russo Brothers. And Jace was going to be one of their main characters. So that being said, it it makes me think that they're not going to kill off 
Jeez. I think they changed it to Chandra now. The the when they do release the show, it's gonna be based around Chandra. Is it Chandra? I know that they put a freeze on it. Yeah, they've definitely put a freeze on it for now. Anyways, like they're not close. Probably done in every one or two years, right? But all yeah. I know is that when they advertise the 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 idea finally with the Netflix logo, right? They showed uh they showed uh an image, they showed a picture of Chandra. I would I would be I I would be more surprised if the ferry was completed than Jace would. Because Jace, obviously, you know his track record of constantly wiping his mind by accident. It's very easy. It it could be very easy for him to be to be interacting with Tezzeret and a random predator, and then his wife, his mind accidentally wipes, and then they grab him and drag him, you know, through the portal. You see, like, for me, the two obvious ones for me that would become Phyrexians would be something like Pinsir. And I know he's dead, but I'm sure yeah, that... Huh? That he wouldn't be coming back, yeah. Yeah, like, I could see them, like, resurrecting his body and, and whatever else shenanigans they do when he's a Phyrexian. And Ashiok. Well, funny that you talk about Ashiok. <laughs> they, uh, they were, well, Wizards released a story recently few weeks ago, surrounded Elishnor. Ashiok apparently planeswalked from Theros to New Phyrexia in search of the Phyrexians, and she stumbled upon, well, it stumbled upon my fancy. Yeah. <laughs> it stumbled upon, yeah, they stumbled upon Elishnor. There was more of a discussion about Elsna than anything else. Apparently, the Phyrexians are supposedly not known to fear because they apparently can't fear. However, Elishnorn, from what from what Ashiok was detailing to Elishnorn, uh, started to introduce a new feeling and emotion to Elishnorn that she is not she was not comfortable or aware of ever experiencing. And basically, Ashiok was telling Elish, uh, telling Elishnorn that one day it, it will be possible that Elspeth will come back to New Phyrexia to defeat Elishnorn and wear her armor, to wear her body into armor, or turn her body into armor. I always feel like the writing's on the wall when it comes to that, where Elishnorn is is going to to die at the hands of, um, what's her name? We were just talking about her a second ago. Elspeth? Elspeth, yeah. It, it just feels like Elspeth is going to, to kill Elishnorn. Like it's it's kind of like the writing's on the wall for me when it comes to that part. Like, whenever we get to the story of New Phyrexia, I feel like we will sp- see Elspeth in there. But what about a twist? Think about a twist of Elspeth comes to do the deed, but then gets trapped, and Elishnorn completes Elspeth. You see, I'll give you a twist that I was telling my friend, and he thought I was, like, batshit crazy. What if Karn... Is one of the oh, Phyrexians. Karn had his chance. They were already passed on Karn. Remember? They did, but I'm just like assuming like shenanigans, whatever happens. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Wizard wants to do that trope again. They already they already did the trope back in Scars of Mirrodin, and uh, that's how Venser prevented it from happening, right? Yeah, he gave up his spark in order to resurrect. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think I think I think Karn is pretty much exempt for life at this point from the Brexian story, but they'll come back to help 
uh, the Alliance defeat, defeat the Phyrexian invasion once again. You know what, one of the things that we're not really talking about that is a big deal when we get to Phyrexia? Yeah. It's cough. Cough? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what's happened with cough. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've only seen like five cards of cough. Yeah. We don't know what's happened with cough, and we don't know what's happened with the mirrors that uh, that uh, Urbras was harboring when he got bullied away by the, by the, remainder, by the remaining uh, freighters, right? But somehow, I also don't understand that out of the blue, Urbrass comes into New Capenna with Terrorthread, but supposedly not with evil in mind. Apparently, he is looking for something in the core of New Capenna for the purpose of good, and Vivian is helping him find it. That's apparently the story of New Capenna. Yeah, I like to think that you'll see two of the Predators survive the uh, Phyrexian battle. I just don't know... Which two Phyrexians are you going to see survive? The Predators, when I say that. Like, I know Urbrax is on the side of Mirrodin. Well, is Shieldred already dead? I think Shieldred's already dead, right? She was killed by Elshar. Um, yeah, you could say that, but she has the ability to resurrect things, so... I don't want to see why she can't resurrect herself in the fantasy world. Elshorn killed the Black Phyrexian. Are we, are we saying that there's still, uh, like, a power struggle? I would like to say there's still a power struggle. Like, it's an entire world on its own. Even though Phyrexia won, I still feel like they're they're just gonna fight amongst themselves. Well, Jake Taxius has done the most improvement, right, so far. Like he takes she turning planeswalkers into Phyrexians. Yeah, and he's he's butting heads with Elshar now. I think right because Elshar wants it done her way, but now uh, now now Jake Taxius showing that his way actually works, so it's going to be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, Ashiok, back to Ashiok, Ashiok has basically came to do Phyrex here as well to, to do the same thing as Tezzeret, you know, work alongside them, trying to further advance their interests. Yeah, because I know the story with the uh, with Tezzeret, that Nicol Bolas gave him an ability not to become a planeswalker, or not to become a, uh, a Phyrexian, or, or go through the the whatever it is they go through to become Phyrexians? Maybe. I, I don't know much about that, but all I know is that right now, Tezred is helping the Phyrexians get what they want in exchange that they don't attempt to try. Because, yeah, so it's, it's more of like it's a contract between the two that he's more than willing to end if they try to pull fast one on him. But there's, oh yeah, there's uh, Valky. Valky's running around right now. Uh, with uh, with potential glistening oil on him. Right? Who is Valky? That sounds familiar. Tibble. Tibble, oh, yeah. Right, so Boring Clex injected Tibble with some seeds that he called them and never took them out. Plane walked away. We don't know where he went, but all we know is that he's currently infected, but we don't know if he's converted yet. I could see Tibble being completed. Yeah, he would probably be the most likely next one. But that was going to be like a delayed completion, like a couple over time. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind seeing him. I don't know exactly when we would see Tibalt. It just seems like he just pops up as basically when needed yeah. or when not wanted. Yeah, just kind of like a trickster setting, right? That's kind of what he does, right? So what else do you have on your mind at this point when it comes to Magic the Gathering? Uh, well, generally I don't really try to like theorize too much what can happen in 
sense, I just kind of deal with uh, sets as they come. Uh, I'm always intrigued by the story, as those are always fun. Sometimes the story catches my catches me by surprise. Yeah. Like for like Nuka Penner, Nuka Penner threw me out of the loop because I'm like, why is why is here? I didn't think that we're gonna bring another predator <clears throat> to a magic set anytime this year. I thought it was gonna be like next year, but that confused me. The whole Jinkataxius thing on uh, Kamigawa. I, I just I just had a feeling it knew. I you mean it kind of makes sense, is what you're trying to say? Like they were gonna like they were gonna take someone like it, it just had to be right because he's the one who's like the surgical one, right? Yeah. So the fact that it was Tammy, I'm like I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean it just didn't make sense for the Streets of Kalpena to see a predator for me. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. It's just like they they put it in there for whatever reason. And they didn't even dress him up. He's just fucking whatever. Yeah. You know, they could have dressed him up. Like, they, I mean, shit, they dressed up a dragon. Like, why can't they dress up this dude? <laughs> it just it blew my mind. So, like, why is this dude running around naked when everybody else is fucking running around with clothes on in, in cars? But I guess I guess the only thing that makes sense about Urbrass being there is the fact that they when they were announcing New Capenna, they were saying that it is it is a it is a plane that was once that was once plagued by the Brex. So suggestion that the warehouse that was originally from. Yeah, I could kinda of see that. Especially when the the way that she's dressed. I don't want to say the story because like I just roughly looked over the story. She seems like she's right at home. Well that's the story. So Elspeth's original original story where she which so she is originally from a plane that was once taken over by the Brexit. Her parents were killed and so forth. And then she was held in captivity, interrogated. And when they were going to do some stuff to her, her planeswalkers were ignited. She was a child. And then I believe she, she when she planeswalked from that plane, Vance on Alara, I believe it was. I know that she ended up on Bat, and that's kind of where she learned how to... She learned her planeswalking skills. So, with that, the idea is that we're in New Capenna, and Wizards has told Wizards has told us that this plane was once taken over by the Brexian. They also said that this is potentially the place where Elspeth was originally from. Elspeth has come back, not necessarily for the Brexian part, but to find out about her family, while at the same time... I, I guess it would make sense that Urbrass is on this plane because maybe there's something that was left behind in the core of Nukapenna that the Brexit need to retrieve. It just it's just hard for me to like to absorb that there's a, a predator streets of Capenna. You know, it's just make any sense. Yeah, that that's the one that doesn't make sense to me. Like they couldn't just let this set play out. Because like there's there's drugs. There's drugs in this and the story, you know? Like, everybody is, like, it's 1920 gangsters or 1930 gangsters. Like, it's it's very creative. This has to be one of the creative stories I've seen in a long time. I could say that much. All the monsters and everything else. Yeah. Op, op Nixilis, Opping, Lord Xander. Yeah. This really, like, this this story is very interesting, I could say. It. And I know, honestly, like, I was pretty entertained from it. Yeah, I mean, the limited, well, the limited environment medium not so great story is good i think i think it's their attempt at a mix of a lottery reborn and kind of
here for a, a minor. It's it's a weird draft environment. It is a like it is a very draftable set. I could say that. Yeah, it's just not as good as what Kamigawa Neo Dynasty. That was that was a that was a that was a good draft set until he realized just draft red aggro with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you see a red aggro just whip your ass in draft, like that happened to me. It's just fucking an ass kicking right there. It's almost like like playing a force check. Like, am I gonna win turn one? Do you have a force? All right, well I'm gonna wait. But yeah, so um, one of the last things we could talk about because we've been on here for four or five minutes. What are the decks that you're playing right now? Me? Yeah. In modern, I'm currently playing with uh, blue red Merktide while also trying to finish uh, finding cards for four color elementals. Uh, oh, that's a chore right there. Uh, I mean, it's fine. I'm almost there. I'm like 16 cards away. 1-6. I mean, um, it's... So it's the 80, so it's not that bad. It's what, like a... cards a, are hard to find. Availability issues, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, financially, yeah. it's what, like a $2,500 deck? <laughs> <laughs> almost $2,000. Almost $2,000. Yeah. 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 You know? You know? Cost. I don't know. Cost. You know, I'm just, I'm just pointing out, like, every time I hear the four-color money pile, I call it money pile. Yeah, it's just like, it's cringy. But it, it works, I know it works. Yeah, it's just expensive and it's not popular in, in, any, in any tournament environment. So, as, um, but other than that, I mean, I kind of mess around with a wide variety of decks in standard and historic. I just kind of like put together like 20 decks <laughs> or so in each format and just kind of play them until I lose and then move on to the next deck, play them until I lose and so forth. Do that for like more content variety purposes. Uh, in Pioneer, though, I just got into Pioneer. I started playing with Mono Blue Spirit. That was an interesting one. How is that working out? Like, I saw that it won. It's, uh, well, I want to, yeah, I want to want to show his challenge to Magical, Magical Line. Mm. Uh, and then in recent, last weekend, it put two in the top eight of a, of a challenge. Uh, so, I mean, the deck, the deck is, the deck is good. Based on the context and the format, I think it's very good against like decks like Winota and other like fringe decks that are trying to do random things, probably like Spang and whatnot. It's not very good against like Blue Red Phoenix because Phoenix itself is constantly recurring, and a bunch of like two ones are gonna get blown out of the game <laughs> by recurrable three twos that fly. And then let alone Cyborg and Thing in the Ice that just bounces all your stuff constantly it's hard to deal with too but other than that i think i think if it's if i think if you don't expect blue red phoenix meta wherever you are playing pioneer then like mono blue's got a good shot of doing well it's it's just it's it's a it's kind of like delver it's very it's very tempo like with an aggressive slant right and then you get to play curious obsession play one drop one one flyer put curious obsession on it and just attack with evasion and just start drawing cards over time right yeah, so you're saying it feels like a, a mono blue tempo deck? Yeah, it's pretty much what it is. You can just gain incremental advantage that way, creating the clock. Like, if your opponent doesn't have flyers, they can't deal with. People were telling me I was crazy, but I'm telling them they're putting um, collaborated blast together. Oh, in modern? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shoot the that shit out of somebody. That deck's interesting. It is like, I, I made like a really shitty version of Magic Online that I spent like $10 on. And I'm like, man, I could do this shit all day. Yeah, I mean, if you're not playing against blue, Calibrated Blast is decent. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, man. I was um, there was one Magic Online where I went four and one, and all I was doing was just literally drinking beer and just firing off, just firing off, just like shit. It was heaven. It felt so stupid. But the playlight, it plays what? Power blast is like a three drop, right? And then it plays what? Throws of chaos. The well, three, it's three, it's three, like have you ever seen like Seismic Swan? No, I yeah, I I understand. I, yeah. I'm just trying to like the cards that get you into Calibrator Blast, right? Like you have Calibrator Blast itself, right? Because it yeah. flashbacks, but it also plays a couple of Throws of Chaos that you retrace Cascade card, right? Yeah, you have a you have two Cascade cards, and then you have and, a full set of Calibrator Blasts. And then you hit random cards like Blink Bomb, Fusion, and Emrakul. <laughs> you really don't need Emrakul. One of the things about that deck is like when they, they say you need Emrakul, you don't really need Emrakul. Like if you're gonna win the game, you're clearly going to win the game. Like that's that's one of the things. Like you know you're winning like on turn two. <laughs> How are you winning on turn two? No, no, I mean like you know you're winning when you hit like turn two. Why is that? You just you just get that feeling like you know those decks where you just you can't explain how you end up winning. You ever seen like Charbelcher like just soar to the top? Or some goblin deck, or some random red deck, where you know how did they get there? It's just one of those meme decks that gets there, and you just don't really have an explanation. But generally, when I don't see blue, and I'm, I want to start playing a collaborative blast in paper, that's what I'm really looking for. It's just people. I don't think, I don't think you need hammer. Um. I don't think you can need hammer. It's really just like a race. Like they have to have the nuts. I could say like that, and I. Like right now, my currently, I'm playing Tron. I am one of those generic, like nobody. Just I want to get to seven. When I'm, I'm playing like Boomer Tron, in the the last Dallas event, I went five one and two with Boomer Tron, and it just blew everybody's mind that I I took two draws in the last two rounds or on the day two, and it pissed me off so much that I had to take two draws. What you play again? Yeah, money pile money pile and like one way to win so in game one I won the first game like hands down and then the second game this dude just this dude just had it all so I sat on my hands for 40 minutes because I'm like look I, I won game one so this dude has to win game two and then he won game two <laughs> and I was like well shit man what do I do I guess we're going to game three and then I had to take a draw and then the same thing happened the next round. Against, against another... An, a, another money pile? Do you feel like, you feel like the, the, the money pile matchup is slow? Um, not, in the, not until they cyborg, but one of the guys had summary dismissal against me, which I found out the hard way. It's just like, it's game over, man. It's, it, it's, it's, like, it's a wrap. This dude, it because it exiles triggered abilities, it exiles everything. You don't get anything. And then when you combine that with a Snapcaster, you can just forget about it. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of money pile deck are you playing against? <laughs> Bro, that dude got me and he got me good. And he got me for like two rounds. Definitely never seen that. <laughs> yeah. Like, summary dismissal is a real card when you're, when you're a Tron player. But... Tron has single-handedly 
I'm literally like two cards away from finishing Collaborative Last Deck. Just literally because of Tron. But yeah, I'm one of the enemies that, that displays the most generic ass magic you could possibly play. I mean, if it works for you, right? Yeah, I mean, all, you, all you're really doing is putting three lands together. And then when I'm not playing that, I'm always playing like a meme build, a meme deck. Cause like that's just like I'm always playing like the greatest hits. Like I could tell you all day long. I own like 50 different decks from like my 20 years of playing Magic. Like when I'm not playing Tron, I've been recently playing Eight Rat. Eight Rat. Yeah, I remember that. I do. I do. When Liliana was still playable. <laughs> well, the deck's really not playable, but you can still play it. <laughs> it's like. And playing eight rack does exactly what you need it to do, which it, it takes the board. Plus holding on to the board is a different thing. I've been playing the uh, Goblin Charbelcher and Legacy and Oops All Spells because I just don't want to play Magic. I just want to sit there and, and force check people. <laughs> and that's also a sweet and awesome, interesting way to play Magic is just force check somebody and then go off. But being the person I am and having the benefit of playing for the last 20 years, I can remember when when dual lands were like 50 bucks and we we're bitching and complaining that they were 50 bucks. Who would ever guess that like, man, they're like 300, 400, 500, 600 now. And that's one of the cards that they do need to reprint, even though I know they're on the reserve list. Which card? Uh, dual lands. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a dream. And then why, 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 why have the reprinted? People complain enough about perfect mana, right? That, that would literally just give you the best mana. Why would you play Shocklands? Shocklands would be obsolete, right? Shocklands would definitely be. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing them in, like, a secret layer. If we talk about a secret layer. Oh, so just to have them to have them. It, it would be good. I wouldn't even be against the idea of, of like, $500. For a set of dual lands, I'm sure everybody else would eat that up. Is it? Is it? Is it each dual land? Five hundred dollars? No, no, just like you know what? Like here's a secret layer. Here's different art. It's not going to affect anything. Just go to town. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would. I don't think that would uh, make people happy in terms of uh, their collections and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, like, I am aware that it's just a fairy tale dream. But it's, you know, it's it's a thought. Like, this, the reserve list, it doesn't have to go, but we certainly do need to reprint some of the cards or at least reevaluate what's on the reserve list. Fair enough. Well, as uh, much as I want to continue chatting, do have to go have dinner? Yes, no problem, because I know we're approaching the hour now. All right. Thank you, sir. I'm going to no let you problem. go. Should I, should I, should I, uh... Yeah, plug your stuff. Plug your stuff before we end it. Yeah, okay, plug well, everything. Alright, well, for, for, for anyone that is listening to this podcast today, if you want to find me, you can uh, locate me on Twitch at uh, OptimalMTG, and you can also find me on YouTube, also at OptimalMTG, and it? also my Twitter, if you want to give me a follow on Twitter, you can find me also at Optimal MTG. <laughs> <laughs>